Welcome back, EJ family. We are continuing talking about life and leadership from lessons on Nehemiah. I hope you guys are digging in, opening up your Bibles, and seeing the goodness that lives within these pages. And so this week, we're talking about slander. Have you ever had somebody who just slandered your name? I mean, just completely taking things out of context or twisted words for whatever reason. And don't get me wrong, like sometimes we are human. We make mistakes. We have harsh tones or words, you know, make judgmental comments or we have quick tempers. Like sometimes there are reasons why people are saying negative things about us because sometimes we're human and we fall short. But sometimes it happens in the midst of you walking uprightly of you sacrificially trying to live in obedience to the word and the things that the Lord has called you to, because not everyone is going to understand your mission or your vision or your call, right? The things that the Lord specifically tells you are for you. It wasn't a conference call, right? And people can misjudge that. And at the same time, you have an adversary. We have to remember that there's an enemy that hates us and he hates when we walk in close step with the father. You know, he hates that more than everything. And his plan is the same to kill, to steal and destroy. And that can be in whatever manner he chooses to kill relationships, to steal your joy or your hope, to destroy your name. And that's tough sometimes. Because sometimes we put a lot of stock in our names and what they mean and what they represent and who we are. But I think it's also a lesson on the flip side of that, that the best thing we can ever be called is his. You know, what is Crystal Swain? Who is that? doesn't matter. I am the father's. But I remember a particular season where I experienced this. And it was so funny. And of course it happened during a period of time in my life where I had never consulted the Lord so closely before making any step. I mean, I remember being at the parking lot of the grocery store asking the Lord to guide me and direct me on the things that I should purchase so that I would be a good steward of my money and for this temple of the body that he gave me. And it wasn't just like, oh, I got to check off this list. Like, I wanted to be pleasing to the Lord. I wanted Him to find joy in me. I wanted to glorify Him in every step that I took. And don't you know that this would be the season of my slander? Isn't that funny how that happens? And it came from within the church. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail of that, but I do remember the feelings of that betrayal, the feeling of also, Lord, I'm trying to be pleasing. Like, how is this the season where this is happening? You know, this kind of twisting of motives or perspectives. And I felt this need and this urge in my flesh to justify myself. Like I wanted to go to those people who had heard this thing and say, you know, that's not what happened. This is what happened. And this is the scripture that I used before I took the step. And I kept praying like, Father, open the door for me to be able to have this conversation, to clear up my name, to justify myself. And I just remember (laughs) cracking open my Bible and that not being the door that the Lord was opening for me. 
I remember him reminding me that, you know, I will justify you. I will fight for you. And there are periods of time, like we saw in previous chapters in Nehemiah, where the Lord wants you to participate in the fight, right? We saw them holding up the swords while others were building the wall. But sometimes the Lord wants us to stand still and have confidence that he will move on our behalf. And some of the scriptures during that time period that I knew the Lord was speaking to me. Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. Just stay still. Romans 8, 33. It is God who justifies. And then I'll never forget the story that I read about in David in 2 Samuel where he was crossing through this specific area. I'm not sure, but he does have these king's officials all with him. And there's this guy who comes up and he just starts throwing curses and spitting out terrible things about David. And right, some of the things that David had, you know, they were true. He had done those things, but some of them were completely wrong and out of context. And so this guy is spitting out curses, and then he starts throwing rocks at David and his his officials. And some of his officials are like, what is going on, man? Like, you're a king. We have swords. Like, we can take care of this dude. No problem. But this is the thing that David says. He says, leave him alone. You know, it may be that we receive a special blessing from the Lord for the curses that we received today. And I remember reading that, of course, never having seen that scripture at any other point in my life, except now when I'm praying for the door to open to justify myself. And I just have to change my course, change my perspective, trust that the Lord will fight for me, that he will justify me, and perhaps... I would see receive a blessing for the curse that I had gotten. And you know what? The Lord was faithful and he did justify me in his own timing, in his own sweet way. But the lesson was, I am his, not crystals. And this won't sound like an encouragement, but it is an encouragement because I do want you to remember that if you are living a faithful life, in step with the Father, very cautious of everything that you say, speak, or do to glorify Him. You are pleasing to Him, but that means that you are not pleasing and you are a threat to the enemy. And that may be the period of time that you experience slander. But take heart, right? Because the world hated Jesus and Jesus was perfect. But if the world hated Jesus, you know, you got to just know it will hate us too. And that's in scripture. But this is where I want to encourage you. Don't go limp. Don't hide. Don't feel the need to explain or justify yourself. Just keep walking uprightly. Push into it. Keep walking with integrity and be a pleasing aroma to the Father. And don't be shackled or or deterred by the cursing of others. Don't for one second, please don't for one second change your course because the words of someone else, because if you have heard so clearly from the Father about what you are to be doing in this season, then you do that. 
Don't be shaken. Don't be afraid. Don't be misled by the discouraging words of others, even if they come from inside your church. You seek scripture. You seek wise counsel, but don't change your course. And this is what we see in Nehemiah 6. We're coming in on the completion of the wall. And of course, his adversaries are not pleased. We've seen them the whole time with their mocking and then their threats of attack. But now we see this slander and trickery. But what I love about Nehemiah is that he's always been a leader who had his eyes fixed on God. And so we see these enemies. They're coming up to him while he's still working on the wall. And he's tr- they're trying to convince him in a friendly way. Hey, come down and meet with us. This is a friendly meeting. I'd love for you to come down and chat with me. But see, Nehemiah had discernment and he knew that their motives were not pure. And I want to pause here for a minute because sometimes we really, really want the world to be kind to us. And we want to believe that someone might be trying to make good or make their relationship work. And sometimes that's true, but sometimes you have to have discernment and you have to know. It would have been really nice for you know, part of Nehemiah's story to accomplish, you know, a great work in rebuilding that relationship with those enemies. But that's not always the story that will happen. And he had the great discernment in knowing that their motives were not pure. And Nehemiah is a man with a little bit of swagger. And so the way that he says this to them is, I'm carrying on a great project and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? (laughs) I love that. His eyes are fixed on Jesus. He knows his task ahead. And ultimately, he discerns that their motives are not pure. But they're relentless. Like They don't stop after that one invitation. They try to invite him four more times in that same way. And Nehemiah is like, hey, no, I got this work. I'm not coming down for you. I have purpose. I have mission. But then they change up their tactics a little bit more. And this is where they start slandering Nehemiah and what he's doing. And it says they come back to him and they say, you know, it's reported among the nations that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt. That's why you're building this wall. And and these reports saying that you want to be their king. And even this anointed prophet is saying that. And Nehemiah just knows that they're trying to distract his work. And he stands firm and he keeps working. And they send a fake prophet then to try to get him to come down. And so Paul's here for a minute. Because sometimes the threat to your mission and your calling and your ministry will be dressed up looking churchy. It'll look nice. It'll know scripture. It'll sound holy, you know. Maybe that new boyfriend, he knows a lot of scripture, but he's asking for a lot more in private than he really should be. Or maybe it's this new friend who wants to always reach out and get you to go places and and, and grab coffee. But the whole time you guys are together, it's this gossip or this, you know, just this dragging down of becoming a spiritual hindrance to you. Maybe the roadblock is your own churchiness. It's your own pretending. You're hiding. You know, you're hiding yourself in this ministry because it makes you feel good to do this thing. 
but you have this honesty that you're not showing. You're hiding this hidden sin or, or this or this hidden shame. You're just pretending all the time instead of truly having deep relationship with the Father. And so don't let something distract you because it looks churchy. And if it sets off your discernment bells, run away. Because wolves really do hide in sheep's clothing. And I love it because Nehemiah discerned, even though it looked churchy, it looked holy, it came dressed up as a prophet. He knew, no, I'm not coming down with you. And this prophet says, let's go meet in the house of God within the temple. Let us close the doors of the temple. We're going to keep you safe here. And Nehemiah says, who am I that I should run away? And I like this because it shows, number one, his confidence in who he is and who the Lord has called him to be. And then he says this, what man am I that I should go into the temple and live? Like, that's a holy place. That's not where I belong. And I love that because it shows, number one, the true humility in I'm confident in who the Lord has called me to be. Why should I run away? The Lord has called me to do this work and I'll finish this work. But at the same time, the humility of knowing God is first, God is the head, God is holy. You know, humility says I'm firm in God's plan. It's not thinking lesser of yourself. It's being confident in who God has called you to be and having a right understanding of who God is. So I hope you found some encouragement in Nehemiah today. Stay confident in a good work for the Father. Get nestled into His Word. Hear His voice. And don't be discouraged if you experience slander along the way. Your hope is in the Lord. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your friends so that they can dive into this Word with us. Join us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Jesus Community. And you guys already know it. Until next time, every day, Jesus. Jesus.